0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour, c'est Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Can I ask you a favor? Please, don't text and drive. I know this is not romantic, maybe, but we want to live. I want to live. I want you to live. And I drove to work tonight, and I can't tell you how many people are texting and driving. And please, please, we want to live a good life. (laughs) And I don't know how, mo- how much I can say. It, I just, it just pisses me off because I love life so much. I'm sure you love life. You love the people that are in your life, your, your family, your friends, other people. So you've got to stop. So if you're listening to me tonight, put the phone down, please, because we love life. On aime la vie. And so that, do it for me, please. <laughs> no more texting and driving. It drives me banana. Cuckoo. Anyway. If you have a question about your relationship, just park your car, call me, 855-905-8255. The lines of The Rendezvous are open for you. If you know me a little bit and you've been listening to The Rendezvous, you know how much I love listening to your romantic and love stories. And after days like we having all of us, where everything is crazy for so many reasons... I do and you probably need to to listen to those true love stories from all over America. So I've got Jamie here. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour Jamie. So I believe that I should say congratulations Jamie because you just got engaged. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Thank you so much. Ooh. You're most most welcome. Tell me what happened. How did he propose?
2: Okay. So, I was on a year Euro- a two-week European trip with some girlfriends and my sister. And we'd been all over and we were having a great time, but I missed my boyfriend Bart like so much um, the whole time, of course. And so our last stop was in Paris and we were just kind of hanging out at the hotel and we were killing time before going to the Eiffel tower. And I was just like, I was so sad because I missed Bart and I just wanted to be with him. And so we're heading out to the Eiffel tower and I was like, let's stop and get a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. And as I walk into the wine shop, Who do I see but Bart? He was in there buying a (laughs) bottle of champagne because he was in Paris to surprise me to propose to me at the Eiffel Tower, but we ran into each other before we even got there. And, of course, he had, like, you know, done the whole thing with my girlfriends and my sister, and they had coordinated everything, but this one part was just, like, (laughs) so insane. And he got down on one knee right there in the wine shop and proposed. And I was just like shocked. And of course I said yes. And it was, and we like walked outside and it was crazy. And there were all these Japanese tourists snapping pictures. It was like (laughs) a whirlwind. And you know, so now we're probably in some people's like, you know, travel photo album, and it was just such a wild experience.
1: Oh, I love, first of all, I'm from Paris, so I totally see where that happens. I want to know how you felt when you at the wine shop you realized what's going on and he proposed. Tell me, you know, slow motion, what what did you feel?
2: Well, at first I was just, like, in complete shock because, of course, like, I wasn't expecting to see him at all, you know, for, like, another couple days, and, like, just just to see his face <laughs> in this place was, like, it just completely took me out of my body. Like I felt like I was watching a movie or something. It was like so insane. And then when mm-hmm. I realized what was happening, I was just you know it was just so meant to be and so perfect because mm-hmm. it's just it just is that's the kind of thing that would happen to us, you know, that we would just run into each other instead <laughs> of having this grand romantic Eiffel Tower moment. It was like oh. we ran into each other buying wine. <laughs> <was> um, just-
1: <laughs> me likey, me likey. to want, want f- Vive la France, as we say. Thank you so much, Jamie, for sharing that story. And congratulations to you and your fiancé.
2: Thank you so much,
1: Simon. I'm changing gears, but i got to go to my Instagram DM. Somebody needs my help because she's been dating a guy. Everything was going well until he told her he's been married before. And now she is unsure. So let's get the details of that story coming up next. You know the drill here on The Rendezvous. If you have a question for me, you can either call me or you can send me a DM, like on my Instagram DM, at Rendezvous Radio, and I will answer. Miranda, what's going on now with Teresa and the man she's dating?
3: Teresa says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, mm-hmm. Teresa. I've been dating a man and things have been going great, but he just told me that he's been married before, and that makes me feel unsure about him. I want to get married someday, but the thought of getting married to someone who has already had a wedding somehow makes it less special. Mm. Since he told me, I can't help but feel like I'm not sure if I even want to date him anymore. Am I making too much of a big deal about this?
1: That's an interesting question, Teresa. You meet somebody and then they reveal to you they've been married before and you feel then it's going to be less special. Should you or should you not continue to date this person? I'm going to answer that question next. I have to ask you this question because I have never been married. So if you are single and you've never been married and you go out with somebody you really like, but then you discover they've been married before. I want to know if you would feel that because they've been married once, a second marriage with you would be less special because they've had it once and before you or not. And so that's the question Teresa asked me. My instinct, my intuition tells me that it's not about the ceremony so much, but it's about, you know, Uh, The person you're marrying. So, Teresa, I'm going to let you decide following your intuition. If this is a big deal for you, as it seems to be, that he's been married before and you feel it's going to be less special for you, then you shouldn't be with this man. But if you love this man and everything is going well, then enjoy the relationship, get married with this man, and it will be special. Because I don't think we can compare one marriage to another. It's about who we marry, not the ceremony. At least... That's how I see it. You calls and your questions are next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Andrea.
3: Bonjour, bonjour.
1: Bonjour, Andrea. What's going on with the man you're seeing these days?
3: Okay, so I've been seeing this guy for about three months now. And uh, I I mean, I really like him. I would even say that I love him. Um, I knew him for a while before and... Well, basically, things were going great, but now all of a sudden, we've hit this point and things have kind of slipped. He's started losing his keys and his wallet about, I would say, average four times a week. He, he started being rude to waiters when we initially talked about how that was something we both hated, um, and he told me he also didn't drink, but when we were going through his phone, um, looking at pictures, he swiped past one, and he was holding a glass of wine in his hand with his buddies, and... I guess I just don't really know how to approach it with him because it's just mm-hmm. so different from the person that I, that I knew.
1: I'm not an expert. Don't you think it looks like a relapse of some kind?
3: That's what I was thinking. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he doesn't drink, and so I'm wondering if maybe it is a, a, a drinking thing. But it's it's just a little scary because I've, I've been with this person, and I thought I thought that I knew him, and. I don't know if this is something that I should tell him to seek professional help for or if I should talk to him about this.
1: um, I think that um, with every addiction and some of my friends who go to AA and all that, which is a wonderful organization and helps to fight the disease and, and, and a great program. But what I've learned is that you should have a calm conversation uh, because only the person itself who suffers from the disease can decide to get help because, you know, you can tell an addict 100 million times you shouldn't need to seek help. If they're not ready to hear, if they're not ready to surround it, it won't work. But the question I would have for you is this. It's a tough one, Andrea, but it's like if you now have seen that once, you got to ask yourself, why would I want to stay with somebody who suffers from such disease and who can, you know, from a, in one moment to the other you know, break everything they have in life because of the disease. And like I said, I'm not judging, but, you know, why would you want to, you know, suffer yourself from that, Andrea? Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's beautiful advice. Thank you.
1: Well, you're most welcome from experience. You know, I think we have to do the best we can. So good luck to you. Be honest to yourself. Be honest with him. And please be respectful of the disease, which is a terrible one that affects so many families all over the place.
3: I understand. Thank you so much for your help.
1: You're most welcome, Andrea, and have a good night. Good night, Simon. Totally changing gears now. I got to go to listen to a voicemail. Somebody has a question about dating a polyamorous person. And so we're going to get to that voicemail next. If you're listening to The Rendezvous and you have a question for me, but you can't call right during the show, leave me a voicemail whenever you want at 855-905-8255 and I'll get to it just, just like this one.
0: Bonjour, Simon. Uh, My name is Erica. Uh, I started dating this guy recently, and I really, really like him. This is a great connection and chemistry, and we have so much fun together. But the thing I'm struggling with is that he is polyamorous, and he's in an open relationship with someone else, which he told me about on the first date, and he's been very open and honest about it. And I've met the other girl that he's dating Um, but I'm still just struggling with jealousy and I'm struggling with wanting to be the only woman in his life. Um, so I love your show, Simon, and I was just hoping maybe you had some advice for me.
1: Erica, thank you so much for the voicemail. Yes. What can you do if you're a monogamous person and you just started to date a polyamorous person? Can you make it work? I'll answer that question next. So here's a dilemma for you. Say that you met somebody really cool, really nice. You like the person. They are very honest from the first get-go. They tell you they're polyamorous, so it means they have different partners and they're not just dating one person. You actually meet the other girl. And after a while, it bothers you because, like Erika said, you know, you want to be the only one. So how can you make it work? But Erika, the thing is you can't make it work because somebody's lifestyle polyamorous, versus your lifestyle, monogamist, they can't mix. It's just too different. So I don't want you to get your heart broken. I don't want you to do things that is not what you believe in and get away from what you're looking for. I'm going to tell you something difficult, but please hear me. Don't date this man anymore. Because he's as he is, and he's honest, and that's okay. And you are as you are. It's not better or worse. It's just two different worlds. So you've got to go with somebody who have the same lifestyle and vision of what is a relationship than yourself. Or it won't work. So good luck to you, Erika. Thank you so much for the voicemail. And actually, you calls are next on the rendezvous. If something worries you and you're not sure what to do, just don't worry anymore. Just just call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Abby.
4: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour. What is going on with you and your partner these days?
4: Um... So I just started dating this guy a couple months ago, and um, I really like him, and it's going great, but I, I feel kind of insecure because I think traditionally he's considered more attractive than me, and I feel like when people find out that we're dating, they think it's, like, funny or weird.
1: Hmm. I see. And so what do they say? I mean, and I don't understand. So they, they say things to you guys?
4: They don't really say anything to me, but you can just tell that they're kind of surprised. They'll be like, "Oh, how did you two start dating?" And you can just what
1: ridiculous, yeah, kind of like
4: hear it in their voice.
1: And so, so let me ask you: So, how do you react to that?
4: Um, I mean, I just try to like brush it off, but it's been a couple months, and it's just it kind of hurts my feelings.
1: Well, listen, I mean. I don't want to to swear because I can't swear on the radio, but I would have said, who the heck are those people to just say things like this? I mean, really? You know, now the question is, are you happy with that person that you is?
4: Yeah, I think we're both really happy. Like, everything's been going great. Um,
1: Well, then, you know, just mm -hmm. let me say it nicely. But It's like, I would say, like, uh, be quiet or shut up to whoever, you know, just say anything. Here's the thing, Abby. I think that we should not have to listen to anybody's comment negatively about us when we date somebody, whether it's, let's say, size, you know, race, religions, looks, accents, culture, whatever differences we have. If we love each other, then the rest of the world can kiss our derriere. You get my drift? I love that, yes. All right, so I don't want you to let anybody be a Debbie Downer to your relationship. The world is one because we love somebody else. And all the jealous people, they can kiss you derrière, au revoir, and never talk to them again. Unbelievable, okay? Thank you. Makes me mad. All right, thank you for calling Be Strong, Defend Your Relationship at All Costs. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Have a good night.
4: Good night, Simon.
1: You know, that makes me mad. Have you ever been with somebody that people thought you should not be with and had words about it? Let's talk about that, because that's very important. Next, on the rendezvous. Have you ever been like my last caller, Abby, in a relationship where friends of yours, not so good friends, but, you know, said, oh, how do you guys end up together? Because poor Abby thought, you know, maybe that her boyfriend was better looking than her and other people kind of make her feel like this. And I said to her, you know, those people can kiss you derrière, bye-bye, because... Who is it that should ever criticize who we date? And whether it's races, and like I said, size, whether it's religions, whether it's, you know, looks, accents, culture, country, no one should interfere into this. And I want to make a point about this because, so I'm 6'2, almost 6'3, and I have dated very petite, wonderful women and very tall, wonderful women. But I have noticed also when I dated tall women that were, Five nine six or six one that they've heard stories that, you know, people make fun of them when they date shorter men. So I want to talk about what we should never do to our friends when it comes to their relationship. And that is next. So, you know, I'm just talking about the fact that sometimes we date somebody different than us. A B was got her feelings hurt because she called me and said, you know, uh, some people think, you know, my, my partner is better looking than me and then put me down. I told her to defend her and the relationship and no one should judge the differences. And I also noticed, and I want to say it out loud, that I've dated women that were 5'9", i six, six, I'm 6'2". And they've told me stories of how when they date short men, people make fun of them. And I want all this to stop. Just like, you know, we can date whatever race we want. We can date whoever has different religion. We can date whoever we love and the world should be happy. Because our world is a better world when two people say, I love you. That's a world of peace. And so whether it's size, religion, aesthetics, culture, accent, whatever, if two people love each other, the world is a better world. So keep that in mind. Next time you see people that either don't look the same, don't have the same height, the same race, whatever, same religion, let's be happy for them because it's good for all of us. That is just a little philosophy tonight. You calls and you relationship questions are next. 855 8255
0: Ali, bonjour. Bonjour, ça va? Ça va et toi? <laughs> um, okay, so here is my question. Let's just get uh-huh. right down to it. Um, my boyfriend and I have been together for about 18, 17, 18 months now. And everything is going very well. But when we are being <clears throat> romantic, he I really want to figure out how do I get him to take his time? Time and spend more time in the romance of our physical relationship, rather than just trying to kind of get to the point and get it done. Is that a okay, polite Ali. way to say that?
1: <laughs> sure, sure. No, I understand. I mean, sometimes the ooh-la-la, I mean, you know, like you said, this is lack of romance. So, I'd like to hear actually from you, from a woman, so that every man listening to this show can hear. Can you just explain to me what would you like your boyfriend to do better? Just please, just. Without being explicit or graphic, please explain to me exactly what you would like him to do in a way more romantic.
0: Um, Candles or a little massage or a little sweet talk and, you know, saying things that let you know that that it's about your connection with that woman, not just wanting to have a little la-la. Does that make sense?
1: Totally. If I may summarize, it's for you not to feel as an object, not to be objectified, but it's about you as a human being. You with a heart, you with a soul, you with a face and and everything else that makes you the human being you are, right?
0: That's exactly it, yeah.
1: Well, all you got to do, Ali, is remind him you're a human being. And that uh, you, just like you said to me, that's what you need and that's what you would like. Because you have to remember, so I'm going to say about the guys, because we're based on testosterone and our eyes are the detector for our desire. We don't go through the same process for the romance. We see you very beautiful. We desire you, and we want to ooh la with you. It's that simple for guys. So we need to hear from our girlfriends that this is not how it works for women because otherwise we don't know since we are wired so differently.
0: That actually makes a lot of sense. So I just need to communicate more what I need then?
1: Absolutely. Because we learn from you. Listen, when I'm in a relationship, sometimes... I make mistakes. And because I don't sometimes either understand or I don't know. And every time that I'm in a relationship, my partner tells me I want this or this. I'm happy because I want my partner to stay with me. So all of us men, we have an open ear when it comes to that. But just choose the right moment and I'll give you that last piece of advice. Never talk to your man on an empty stomach or he'll be grumpy. Okay. <laughs>
0: Thank
1: you so much. <laughs> All right, Ali. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thank you for calling.
4: Thank
1: you. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. Thank you so much for listening to the Rendezvous tonight. I, I'll tell you every night, thank you. Thank you for being with me every single night of the week. Really makes me and my team you know, so happy to, to hear from you. Thank you for your calls. And also, thank you for sharing those love stories because it inspires me. It inspires me to love better. It inspires me to be a better partner, to be a better boyfriend. I think it inspires all of us to know that there's so many good ways to love each other. So thank you for that. I really want to say that tonight. I'll be back tomorrow with more of your love stories, more of your questions. If you miss me, just go to therendezvousshow.com. Thank you so much and bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.